الحمد لله رب العالمين العاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على ظالمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته يا مرحبا بكم الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. In today's episode, we would like to look at something that I think, well, I'm not going to say I think, but I know each and every one of us, we need it. And that is the sinner's path towards happiness or the sinner's path to happiness. Now I say I know each and every one of us needs it because as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said Adam that all of the children of Adam they make mistakes and they make sins and the best of those who make mistakes and those who make sins are those who they repent and they ask for forgiveness unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala so undoubtedly this is applicable to all of us. All of us, we are all sinners and we are all in need of what is going to be mentioned here today. The Fadilat al-Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Razak, then Shaykh Abdul Mahsan al-Abad al-Badr, Allah Ta'ala, he mentions, he says, Al-Inabatu ilallah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa husnul iqbal alayhi repenting unto Allah, returning unto Allah via repentance and a good and most excellent of turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's not a single one from amongst us except that we are in need to return unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in one way or another. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, وَمِنْ أَسْبَابٍ شِرَاحَ الصَّدَرِ And from the means by way in which the chest will be expanded, meaning that one will attain happiness. Then this is by turning repentively unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, turning repentively unto Allah Azza wa Jalla. And by turning to Him in a most excellent of manners, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the most excellent of manners. And then I want you to pay very close attention to what he mentions next, because this is the key right here. And this is that actionable and measurable item that we can track and we can measure. That which you can measure can be improved, ma'am, as they say. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, And that we find joy. And we find sweetness in his worship, in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in being obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now each and every one of us, we can look at the ibadat, the acts of worship. We can look at the ta'ah, 
the obedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and see are we of those who find pleasure and being obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and are we of those who find pleasure in the acts of worship because finding pleasure in the acts of worship and in obedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is a recipe for happiness Naam. so we all have to examine ourselves and interrogate ourselves and sit ourselves down and have a heart to heart with ourselves are we of those who find pleasure in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we find enjoyment and obedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because the more we find enjoyment in Allah's obedience, and the more we find enjoyment in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the more happy we will be, the happier we will be. And the more that we find the uh, pleasure in disobeying Allah, and the more we find pleasure in those things that are contrary to worship, and those aspects and those things that are not worship, then the, the sadder we will be. Naam, the more depressed and unhappy we will find our lives. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, He said, because obedience and worship unto Allah, it is that which will bring easiness to the heart it is that which will bring enjoyment ease relaxation to the hearts Naam, this is the reality well also nufus and that which will bring happiness to the soul and that which will be a pleasant and a source of pleasure for the eyes Naam, meaning that which you find pleasure in happiness in to such an extent that you do not want to avert your gaze from it that which you you love you love it and you love it so much that you look at it you don't want to turn your your, your eyes away from it now so we get some more understanding what's sudur and that which will bring joy to the chest that which will bring joy to your heart to your breast now this is found in where in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and <clears throat> in being obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now as far as the obedience to Allah how that leads to happiness let us just examine the opposite how disobedience leads to misery leads to sadness Naam. the individual who is obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will save themselves from many types of calamities they will save themselves from trouble they will save themselves from things that will hurt them Naam. whereas the individual who they indulge in haram things then they will subject themselves to misery they will subject themselves to trouble they will subject themselves to being hurt in the process so for an example the individual who finds pleasure in going to the club now they find pleasure in disobedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they find pleasure in going to a house party which involves disobedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala think of all the trouble that can happen at a house party from individuals coming and getting rowdy and now getting into a fight into an altercation now you subject yourself to potentially being hit with a straight bullet because you are in the wrong place you understand whereas had you obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and stayed away from those haram situations you would not have subjected yourself to that straight bullet this is just an example ma'am and then you and you can draw uh, some yeah, and you can measure in accordance to this and you can bring some correlation as other things now how many how many things you can get into uh, when you do the haram from catching diseases from 
bad situations, from going to jail, from, 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 to the end of it. He mentions, he says, that turning unto Allah, repentively unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, loving Allah with all your heart. Do we truly love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all our heart? I mean, it becomes commonplace. The individual will say to his loved ones, I love you with all my heart. Which we know is not yani, Allah musta'an. Ala kulli hal. Do we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all our heart? Wal iqbal alayhi. And turning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam wa tana'um bi'ibadatihi. And finding pleasure and bliss in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fala shay'a ashrah al-sadr lil-abd min thalik. He said, because there is nothing that is going to make the slave happier than this. This will be the way to the, the happiness of the slave. By what? By by turning unto Allah repentantly, by loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all one's heart, and by uh, turning to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, finding joy and bliss inside of the ibadah, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is from the greatest means of happiness, to attain happiness. Naam. So, Turning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is indicative of one who has what turned away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hence, happy the happiness of what the path of happiness for the sinner. So for the one who has sinned and by going to that party, the one who has sinned by going to the club, the one who has sinned by doing X, Y, and Z from the sinful things, there is a path still. There is a path still to be happy. There is a path still to attain happiness. And there is a path to attain what? The pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that lies in returning unto Allah by repenting unto Allah and asking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you. This is the path by way in which the sinner could become happy. This is the path by way in which the sinner can turn things around. This is the this is the path by way in which the sinner could rectify themselves and rectify their situations. Naam. The Shaykh he says, Yani hatta. Imam Ibn Qayyim, he goes on to mention, he says, uh, أحياناً, And uh, he said, uh, until the point that, يعني, he used to say sometimes, نعم, Sheikh Ibn Qayyim, Imam Ibn Qayyim, he used to say sometimes, إن كنت في الجنة, إن كنت, يعني, addressing himself, إن كنت في الجنة في مثل هذه الحالة فإني إذن في عيش طيب he says, so listen, if, and I want us all to address ourselves, if we were in the Jannah with regards to, many, we were in bliss, we were in gardens, we were in relaxation, as, as with regards to these particular situations, meaning loving Allah with all of our hearts, turning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, turning repentantly unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, finding bliss and pleasure in the, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if we were in the gardens of the likes of these things, then verily we will be in a good life. We will be in a good life. Naam. For for more on this, a person can go back to Zadu Ma'ad by Imam Ibn Qayyim, Rahimallahu Ta'ala, and and read yani, the whole of what he had to mention. Uh, Sheikh Abdul Razak, he goes on and he says, Mithnudalik, like what is a example of how an individual could find bliss and could find happiness and could find joy 
inside of worship. He said, the, the like of this is the salah. How much in how much is it inside of the salah from that which will be a coolant of the eye, that which will bring happiness to an individual, bal, and that which a person could alleviate their brain, alleviate their mind from the likes of these things, because it is a break for the monotony of the everyday life. Now, when we pray our prayers and we put all the dunya stuff out of our minds, now this is a break from that monotony. This is a break. From those pressures and those and those and those stressing agents of life, and this brings joy. This brings peace to the heart of the believer. It brings peace to the heart of the believer. Na'am, to the point that our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say, "Qum ya Bilal, fa'arhna bil-salat." He will say, "Ya Bilal, qadi'iqama," and Give us some rest and relaxation inside the salah. Give us some rest and relaxation with the salah. Naam. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he found comfort, he found peace in the salah. So many things happen in life that's stressful. The salah should be your source of peace. But is it? You see, the believer, the true believer, naam, is their source of peace. The believer that's on their deen is their source of peace. The believer that has some lot of problems, that has some issues, the believer that's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, the believer that has some misguidance with them, they may not find no salah as a source of their peace. When they get sad, they don't go pray. When they get sad, they don't ask Allah. When they get sad, they don't beg Allah. When they get sad, they don't put their head on the floor. When they get sad, when it was something's happening, something's problematic in their life, they don't wake up in the middle of the night or the last third of the night and pray until Allah and put their head on the floor and beg Allah. No, what they do, they put on a movie, what they'll do, they listen to some songs. What they'll do, those who are even more misguided than the, four, than the first two that were mentioned, then what they do, they go get some alcohol, they'll get some narcotics, they get some drugs, they get, they get, they get. Yeah, subhanAllah. And they, what, they drown their sorrows in the like of this. See, the believer doesn't drown their sorrows in no khamar. Does it drown their sorrows in alcohol? The believer alleviates their sorrow by what? By the salat, by returning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no power, there's no might except with Allah. There's no chain of chains from situation to situation except what Allah Ta'ala does that. So if something happened, make you sad, how are you going to be happy? You have to return unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it all lies in His hands. Something is stressing you, something is problematic in your life. How do you alleviate that? By returning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that the situation could change. And by taking the asbab that are needed to change the situation because you have to take the means, okay? We just don't uh, beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you sit on your hands. But no, you got to shake the palm tree, as it said, as, as, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Maryam to shake the palm tree so that the dates will come down upon her. So you got to shake the palm tree, brother. You got to shake the palm tree, sister. All of this while what? While begging Allah at every step and every stage. You have to put forth the effort and take those practical means by way in which you can find what you're looking for, bismillahi ta'ala, and stay away from those things that are going to hurt you and make your situation worse. Ala kulli hal, do we find peace inside of the salah? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said another, in another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ju'ilat qurratul ayni, that the coolant of my eye has been made for salah inside of the, the prayer. Inside of the prayer. Now, so is the prayer our source of comfort? 
So I want you to just reflect on this. And if it was, listen how we can get happiness from this example. I want you, I want to, I want you to really reflect on this. Imam ibn Qayyim, he mentions, he says, and this is when he was enumerating some of the actions of the righteous. Naam. So he brings and extrapolates, he brings some examples. Okay? Because this is practical. You know, our deen is 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 real. It's not just things that live in theory without any practical application. No, it's practical. You know, our deen is a practical deen. Alhamdulillah, the theory is sound and the practice is sound. You understand? But you have to put it into practice if you want to see those fruits. Anyway, look at the salah. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, فَأَوَّلُ Imam ibn Qayyim, he mentions, he says, فَأَوَّلُ مَا يَسْتَقِيضُ أَحَدُهُمْ he said the first thing, I mean, one of them, talking about the righteous, may Allah Ta'ala make us from them, Amin. Talking about the righteous. He said the first thing that the righteous ones, when they would do, when they, when they used to wake up, when they would wake up from their sleep, He said the first thing that they would do, the first thing would come to their mind is that the first thing that would come to their mind, first thing that would strike their heart, is they need to get up and make wudu. Right? And of course, this is after remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is that they would they, they come to their mind, know what I need to do first? I need to get up, I need to make wudu. So, so, and, I, and I need to pray. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded me. Is this us? Huh? I want, I, want, I want to ask you, is this us? Is this how we start our day? After... Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once we open our eyes. After thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for returning to us our soul and our health and the like. Now, and we're not going to get too much into that because you can go back to the previous episodes where we spoke about that and look at that. Bismillah ta'ala. Ala kulli hal. Is this what we do? Because the righteous ones is what they do. And then what, what's the first thing on their mind? I need to make wudu. I need to make wudu. Why? So I can pray. Now. So when, after he has prayed the obligatory prayer in his time, meaning Fajr, pray Fajr in the time of Fajr. He then, or she will then, busy themselves by reciting the Qur'an and by making the afkar, by making the afkar until the sun rises. And then they will pray duha. Then they will pray salatul duha. This is the commonality of what of the righteous. Go to the go through the biographies of the righteous good people. Look at the salaf, look at the sahaba, look at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this is how you will see how they will start their days with what with ibad, with worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Excellent way to start the day. And then after that, then they will go to that which Allah Ta'ala He has and He made therein as a means for them to get whatever they need to get. Meaning what? Then they go to work. Then they will go to work. They will do their 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 chores, either their chores around the house and or go to work. Now uh, making the bread fetching the water, cleaning, going to work, so on and so forth. You name it, this is what they're doing. They're getting, they're, getting, they're getting their day started and doing what they have to do. 
They're doing what they have to do to take care of their families and to contribute to their families and to society as 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 a whole. فَإِذَا حَضَرَ Now this is so, and I want you to, I want to really reflect on this because there is a balance. It's not just ibadah, ibadah, pray, 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 and then that's it. No, it's balance. A person, they prioritize, they start their day with worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who is really happy, who finds happiness, na'am, they start their day by worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then they go to work and they do what they have to do for their dunya. And then, فَإِذَا حَضَرَ فَرْضُ الظُّهْرِ and then when Buhr comes in, because Buhr is going to come in, right? And then they hasten to what? To make wudu. Buhr comes in now. They hasten. Remember, they was working after Buha. They went out. They went to work. They started their day. They started their toil. And then when Buhr comes in, what happens? Then what's, the, what's, what's the predominant thing in their mind? Buhr. I have to I have to pray until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then they make wudu. Then they go and, and uh uh and for the men, they hasten to the first row. Yani for the masjid, they hasten to the first row in the masjid. And then they fulfill the obligation as they have been commanded. Naam, they pray, they pray the prayer as they have been commanded. They fulfill the prerequisites وَأَرْكَانِهَا And they fulfill its pillars وَسُنَنِهَا And they fulfill its uh, recommended um, aspects وَهَقَائِقِهَا And they fulfill الْبَاطِنِيَا نعم الْبَاطِنَا أَفْوَانَ الْبَاطِنَا And they fulfill its 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 internal reality from what? مِلَ الْخُشُورَ From having humility inside of the prayer وَالْمُرَاقَبَةِ from having attentiveness and having humility inside of the prayer, from um, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bringing to mind the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching them by remembering that they are standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala between the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, if a person prays upon this manner, right? Remember, they've been working in the morning. Now, it's time for vuhr. They stop what they're doing. They pray vuhr. When they do this, He says, if a person were to do this, then they will leave after the prayer. And you will see the clear signs upon their person. You will see the clear signs in their tongue. You will see the clear signs upon their limbs. Why? Because it's like they, they have recharged. They have recalibrated. They have recalibrated. They have recharged. Now they're, you know, they're, they're able to attack the rest of the day until Asa time with what? With vigor. And then when Asa time comes, they do the same thing. And then after Asr, they go to remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those things that they need to do. Until what Maghrib, Maghrib comes, the same thing. Naam? And then so on and so forth. And then Aisha comes, same thing. But after all of this recharge, after all of this recalibration, then you will see the clear signs upon a person when they're praying correctly, when they're making sure that they're establishing the prerequisites, when they're making sure they're establishing the pillars, when they're making sure they're establishing the recommended acts, when they're making sure they're establishing the internal realities of the prayer. But you will be incapable of doing that if you are unaware of what those things even are.
So this person, yeah, they study fiqh. But you see the difference? You see the reason and motivation? You see what motivates them to study fiqh? So, they can, so that they can implement it. So they can learn how to pray. As the Prophet ﷺ prayed, as the Prophet ﷺ they had tried to establish the best of khushur, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the salah is to establish the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you do things the way you're supposed to do things, it's going to bring a sense of balance. It's going to bring order to your life. Now, and it's going to keep you uh, in, in the right frame of mind. And all of this ultimately is going to lead to your happiness. Now, it's going to be hard to get yourself in trouble when you constantly are reminded and you constantly are, are internalizing the uh, the guidance and you see the benefit upon a person. Whereas when you see a person not really benefiting from the salahs because they're not praying right, either mechanically, they're not going through the motions properly as taught by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or internally, they're all out of whack. They're all discombobulated internally. They're not paying attention. They're praying, yeah, physically, and the, the, you, know, you, you see them praying, but their mind is all over the place. They think about this, think about that. They're not paying attention, this and that, that, so that. You see? Allah Musta'im. When a person does this, then you will find the, you will find the Shaykh he mentions, he says, You will find the fruits of the prayer inside of his heart. Oh, Nam, by returning, you see, returning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by returning their focus to what? By returning their focus and focusing on the abode that will last forever, the hereafter. Nam, wa tajafa, and dar al ghurur, and by losing interest inside of the worldly life, the temporal life. In other words, they'll put the temporal life into its proper perspective. They're not going to put too much stock into it because they know it's going to end. It's going to—it's it's not going to last, but for so long. But they will put the bulk of their investment inside where inside of the hereafter, because the hereafter it lasts. Now, and then you will find this person that was upon this. They will not be uh, chasing after the dunya. The Sheikh he mentions the Imam Imam Al Qayyim he mentioned. They're not going to be chasing after the dunya. They're not going to be trying to get it. Now. Well, uh, they, they will have a little bit of al-hirus, dunya wa They will have a, a very small interest inside of the dunya and of the uh, immediate gratification and satisfaction. Very, they ain't worrying about that. And you will find that the salah, it will what? It will prevent them from al-fahshai wal-munkar. The salah, when a person prays upon this manner that was aforementioned, it will... Prevent them from sin and from transgression. And it will make him love and 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 yearn to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will love to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and more and more and more and more. And it will sever him. When a person prays correctly, it will sever him from everything that takes him away from Allah. He will lose interest. Those things taken away from a remembrance of Allah, lose interest in it. I don't care about those things. Now, if a person lives his life upon his manner, how could he ever be sad? Because they're not greatly attached to the dunya. So anything that will may come up short or any, you know, uh, uh, lacking from a worldly perspective. They don't really care anyway. We only have some bread, cheese, olives, and some tea for dinner. Alhamdulillah. We got food. 
they don't they don't have some of those items. Alhamdulillah, we have what we have. Naam. They're able to find satisfaction because they realize this is about to end anyway. And alhamdulillah, I have done what I needed to do in my day of mind for the hereafter. So I have prayed much voluntary prayers and and, and I have fasted this day or I have read some Quran and things like that. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these, these temporary things that I missed out on, it's okay because I took advantage of things that will benefit me in the hereafter. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all of our good deeds and all of our righteous actions. If you live your life like this, how could you ever really truly be sad, real for real? But no, but rather you will be on the path to ultimate happiness in this world and in the next. So no matter how much you have done from sin and transgression, you can turn it around by what? By returning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with obedience, by returning unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by increasing in righteous good deeds, by repenting unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what? Even for the sinner, which is all of us, there is a path towards happiness. The next time we meet, we're still there. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.